and welcome to Galley Stories, stories of the Bering Sea and beyond, hosted by Mark Kaler. My name is Penka Jane, podcast deckhand and longtime listener. We'd thank you to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Here's today's catch. Hey guys, today's broadcast is going to have a lot of uh, language in it. I uh, can't help it. We're, we invited the military guys to join us and, cool. and those guys cannot keep their mouths shut. Nope. My brother, Chad. Hi, how are you? The founder and uh, godfather of Reforged, which you're going to hear a lot about on this broadcast. You're going to hear some crossing of uh, the maritime ministry and the uh, and the military. It's going to happen. Uh, if, you, if you're not comfortable with that, leave now. See you next episode. But Chad, why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, Reforged? Uh, so Reforged is a nonprofit geared towards uh, veteran first responder peer support for those suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, a lot of times we feel alone, uh, which is why I think we have a, a high number of suicides within our 20, community. 22. 22 a day. And so this is our small way of trying to reduce those numbers. So a bunch of us banded together and and realized that by hitting some hot steel, you can let out a lot of aggression. And by associating with people who are like-minded and have been through similar experiences, you can find comfort and a place of solace. So when someone donates, because this whole podcast, we're going to try to raise money for an anvil. And you've got a company that donates a forge for every anvil. Yeah, Diamondback Ironworks. For every anvil we get, they'll donate us a new forge. And, and what that translates to is additional personnel who can come through the program. We found that the larger group of veterans and first responders we have come through the program the more open and honest the discussion is and a better chance that people will find somebody that they actually bond with, that they're willing to call if they're feeling suicidal. So Diamondback Ironworks. Diamondback Ironworks. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing what they're doing for us. Appreciate them. Chad, I love you. I, love I appreciate you, too. you. All right, guys, here comes your episode. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another installment of Galley Stories, Stories of the Bering Sea and Beyond. Today we're going to really stretch that... Uh, beyond portion just a little bit so bear with me you're going to hear some a uh, little bit of military talk a little bit of bonding today we're going to try something new with three guests uh, we have done we have not done that in the past the first one i'll introduce and he'll introduce the next two as they are part of his crew so uh captain sean dwyer is rejoining us again today uh episode 11 if you want to go back and listen to him if you want to catch up on additional of his more of his family history go back to 44 with his mom. Uh, Sean, how are you today? I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me back. I'm really excited to be here with some special guests of ours, and uh, I'd like to introduce a part of the crew of the Brenna A. Uh, some of you listeners may know I'm on the Deadliest Catch, uh, along with some other yahoos, but there's a lot that you don't see that the cameras catch, and today I want to talk about a couple of guys that are pretty special to us. Um, got Brandon Ferris, who is a current deckhand on the Brenna A, and Jake Tawney, who is the wheelhouse producer Maybe. of the Brenna A. Cool. And some of you may be thinking, well, he's a wheelhouse producer. How is he crew? Well, you guys don't know that when we go out to sea, we have two cameramen with us, and they are a very crucial part of our crew. I mean, we go out with nine people on board and two out of the nine work for the production company, but they also become a part of our family on the boat. And I'd like to go ahead and introduce Jake Tawney. Jake, how you hey, doing today? Hey, buddy. Good. I, it actually 
when you introduced me as part of the crew, what I realized in my head is if shit actually hits the fan and we have to be part of the emergency response part of the boat, we all play that kind of role. Right. We're all in that same situation. It's stressful and fun and a nightmare and a beautiful thing, but yeah. um, when it comes down to it, if, if you guys ever needed us as part of the response crew to a to an actual situation we have to protect ourselves protect the boat protect you guys too so yeah people don't think about that you know they ask well where's the camera crew where do they sleep are they with you the whole time well duh we're 200 miles offshore where do you think they go they don't just vaporize overnight and come back six hours later they're here they're family they eat with us yeah, I mean, they're... Scotty. <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of shows that we do i mean you're embedded with a a storyline or whatever, but we get to go home to a hotel at the end of the night. There's no <laughs> hotels in the yeah. middle of Bering Unfortunately, sea. we don't get to skip our way to a hotel at the end of the night. No. So. And Jake, you know, you had the uh, the pleasure of introducing me to one of your best friends and a good family member of yours, uh, Brandon Ferris. And Brandon, Brandon is one of the most recent uh, additions to the Brandon A crew. And uh, yeah, I'm super stoked to have him. How you doing this afternoon, Brandon? Not too shitty. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. Brandon for you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'll talk about the connection here. Um, Jake, you and I started working together uh, indirectly about four years ago when I started with Deadliest Catch. And directly, you have been on the Brenna A for the last, uh, what, it's been about a year been about a year yeah, yeah uh for for season 15 of deadliest catch which is now airing and um you know in that span jake and i got to know each other an important part of jake's life is the military and uh you know the fact that he lost lost his brother um and uh you know for me i've always been familiar with the military i grew up with uh a grandfather that served in the air force in world war ii and some uncles that were in the navy and the coast guard and I've never been a stranger to it, but it's never been something that I've fully comprehended until until now, really. And um, and Jake, you you and I started working. We instantly got along. We made some good TV. But besides that, you also shared your passion, which is uh, um, I think really uh, 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 just your family values in taking care of what's around you and and. You know, with the loss of your brother, you guys are really just a strong family group. And I got to know you through that. And in that, when I needed another deckhand, your A number one recommendation was none other than the irreplaceable Brandon Ferris. <laughs> Brandon Ferris. And I pushed it hard and because it meant so much to me and my family that we take care of a guy that's been a part of our lives forever that was in the Marine Corps with my brother. What's that? Jake's got his wristband on right now, and uh, oh yeah, <clears throat> it's for Sergeant Ian Tawney. Yeah, Jake's younger brother, one of Brandon's good friends, and Brandon's got one on too. KIA of Afghanistan, 10, 16, 2016. And you, you actually gave us the, I don't know, the opportunity to have a new guy on where you weren't. It's a guy, Brandon, has never been a fisherman. But he's been to sea, he's been to, to war. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> to make a long story short, you know, I needed a deckhand. And um, and 
Jake and I, being captain and wheelhouse producers, spend a lot of time together, and we have a lot of time to talk. And Brandon, I don't know if you fully know the whole story about how Jake kind of pitched you to me. I don't. <laughs> so this is good. But uh, probably very obnoxiously <laughs> at first. But uh... Jake was like, "Man, I got this guy. If you need someone, if you ever need," and this was before I actually needed someone. Jake told me, "If you ever need someone." I got a guy who wants to go to Alaska, and he just he just wants an opportunity. He doesn't want anything other than an opportunity. Right. And for me, that means a lot because with being on TV and with being on Deadliest Catch, there's a lot of preconceived notions about our industry and, honestly, our pay scale and what we make and what we do out there. I mean, honestly, people, people think that we are able to drop the camera crew off every night. I mean, they right. honestly think that you and I don't spend every hour of every day together. <laughs> every meal and every... <laughs> so oh, when I hear that a guy just wants an opportunity and he just he just wants wants to go, I mean, that's the very first thing that I look for. Not a guy who wants to come up and make some quick cash. Not a guy that wants to come up and prove himself to the Bering Sea. I want a guy who just wants it for what it is. And that's what Jake pitched you as. But... <laughs> Well, well, let me let me let me stop you all there real quick. Yeah, sure. We're 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 talking a lot about DC, and that's great. We're gonna we're gonna continue to talk about DC. I just want a little disclaimer that uh, it's not about DC, no, it's about the, the maritime industry. But I wanted to um, ask uh, Brandon just real quick. Did did you think did you watch the show before you went up? Did no. you know what you were getting into? Literally, my wife. Bought the, whatever last season was, so I guess fourteen or something. So you're like binge watching, so you can get ready to go. No, I literally watched six episodes, and then I stopped watching it with her. I was like, I don't need to see this shit because <laughs> yeah. it looks. I was like, I already know this is gonna suck because one, I was so out of shape going in there. I lost thirty pounds just in like no within the first month. And, and you guys, again, another disclaimer: we're gonna talk military tonight. Yeah, we're we, it's just we're we're all here together, and we'll explain why later. But we're all here together. Military is gonna come up. Maybe some of those stories. I want to point out, it's, we're talking maritime, and this, that's what this podcast is. Sean is a captain. Jake, you don't you don't think about it, but he's getting paid to be on the Bering Sea. Yeah. Jake, my was, favorite my favorite saying is, the longer you guys are out there, the more money I make, and the less money you guys make. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Jake is... You poor motherfucker. Jake's, Jake's hoping for the long season, the right? slow crab. To make, no, we, we, all want to get home. we all want to get home and be with To our, make a long story families. short, to make a long story short... Jake and I met through the TV show, but we shared the connection that we had through the Bering Sea, which has infected all of us. And listeners of this podcast know that the ocean is just an infection, an infectious place. I mean, regardless yeah. of how you get there or why you end up there, it's just, it's what brings us all together. And that's what brought me and Brandon together along with Jake and really opened my mind up to... Just really the rest of this this whole story that I had no idea existed, which is, I don't want to call it the community, the culture, it's just what being a veteran really means, because, I mean, I'm a fisherman right. in the Bering Sea, and I, I, you know, I live in a, in a rugged place, but it's pretty isolated, and sometimes you lose sight of what the bigger picture of a lot of things are, and getting to know Jake and Brandon specifically has opened my mind to a, a world that... I had no idea the depth and the scope of, and, and really just how compelling and compassionate all the people are in this world. And, and I think that uh, that being with you guys and, and getting to know Brandon 
this hardworking, driven. You said you were out of shape, thirty pounds, right? I remember being up in the wheelhouse, right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about. I'm that. up in the wheelhouse, and we're setting the stack. We're cod fishing, which is not on TV. And thank fucking god, <laughs> Jesus! So he's paying his dues right away. Brandon's paying his dues. I mean, it, you know, he's we're like his dues for sure. He's spewing his dues. He, all we're, he's spewing his dues. We're like, hey man, this is how it's gonna go. We're gonna go out there and go cod fishing, and then we'll get to the crab. And I love cod fishing because it's a proving ground. I mean, it's 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 a last derby style fishery in the Bering Sea that Bering Sea that we can get get our hands on. And we take Brandon out there and. You know, you you were you were in a different world. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dur- derby style again. Just to, it's for no our joke. listeners, the, you 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 run. You, there's it's a, a sprint amount, and you run as fast as you can. I've been there's to Iraq no twice. Sprint. I got a Purple Heart. I've been deployed a few actually, times. Actually, okay, so couple. this is uh, yeah, but this is this is up there. Like I'm like the work and shit was. I I probably wouldn't have made it unless I went through what I did in the military. Like mentally. This shit was fucking brutal. And like, that's was, that's what I saw. It was man. hard. I mean, we take Brandon out there, and I'm like, all right, this greenhorn wants it. But I hear that a lot. But what's that really mean? And right. I didn't know what that meant for you. But I knew as soon as I saw you on pot number five, puking <laughs> through the web of oh, the pot. Just <laughs> hanging bait. And no, just no, fucking... no. Just disconnecting the crane. Yeah. <laughs> We were just, dropping pots off. We didn't do bait. We were. Well, wait, wait. You didn't. You didn't hang bait on that one. You no. were. You were. This oh, was my first time just doing anything. We're talking about a pot. We I had was just yeah. learning how to unhook the two loads hook. of gear. This is gear load number one. And Brandon's job is to jump up on the pot, disconnect the crane, and then jump back down and and disconnect the door, open the door. And five pots in, he's puking through the web, and I'm like, wow. You know, I I can't see the the launcher at this point because because we got a whole stack of gear on and so I'm looking on my little surveillance camera and I'm like hmm, he's spending some extra time up there but whatever <laughs> I'm not off beat you know I don't I don't know I'm just pushing the button I look for a distance I look to see that the pot's ready the pot's ready cool beep 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 I don't even know until after the whole first day they're like did you hear Brandon puking I'm like <laughs> I had no idea no I had so, no idea I was ready to go I think on the saga at that point I was texting you Sean mm-hmm. and asking you like hey how's Ferris doing just want to check in like make sure he's doing okay because when is, I put him forward for a job you, I want to make sure he's doing him. the fucking job I pitched him very hard you pitched him and you pitched him on the pretense that this guy is a vet he is tough as fucking nails yes. and he wants it and for me, it was like, well, I'm new to kind of the veteran culture, community, whatever. Right. I don't even know what to call it, but it's amazing. Yeah. And it's called service. I'm new to the service world, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, hey, I'll give this guy a shot. Yeah. Five pots in, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, we're texting. So you text me back, and you were like, yeah, no, he's doing a great job. He's very driven. He's He's throwing up like mid pot. <laughs> he's, he's doing like, a great job, but oh, he is absolutely <laughs> regurgitating everything out of his stomach. He's mid stride puking, yeah. but never, never lost beat. And I was just like, damn. Can I ask this? So when you first got on the boat, Ferris, you were having a problem like with drinking water was a hard time for you. Was it? Everything was it crazy? Was so having been been to war and been on boats just to, for deployments and stuff, it was way different because the boats that you were on 
for deployments are oh they're huge it's completely huge boats opposite. you don't feel a lot of the city yeah it's well, you a don't city. feel the rocking exactly. shit. like i don't, don't think, feel the rocking i don't think i was seasick like like out of shape and then i was sick so like i was literally just fluid out of my ass too so if i drink anything <laughs> i'm either throwing up or shitting fluid like when I would shit, it's like a fucking water fountain. That's what it sounds like. Everybody I couldn't even eat dinner. I was just trying to hydrate. And for the first everybody's four, done that. First four or five days, I would when we were done working, I just went straight to the rack yeah. or shower. Like I you didn't couldn't even eat. eat. I would just try to like hold water down and not throw it up and just lay in the bed. And then I'm fucking just cramping up everywhere like uncontrollably. I had to, like, get my way into the galley and get fucking mustard and pickle juice. It's like one of the first conversations <laughs> yes. I really had with people. are like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, <coughs> fucking dying. I was like, fuck you. Sucking I'm sorry. Mustard. Well, so like, I was so unsocial for, like, the first week. Like, they all hated me, I'm sure. Like, fucking asshole. Quiet, doesn't talk to anybody. I was like, no, I'm just dying. And, you know, yeah. getting over this. It's like, fuck. I felt like I was coming off heroin or something. Never done heroin, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I, was, yeah, I felt like I was, felt like, like it was yeah. you know, coming off drugs or something. I was like, so let me ask you this. So when you were first on the boat, what was your first impressions of coming from the Marine Corps to let civilian us, life <laughs> to boat life? Give us a little boat life. life is fucking crazy. Give us just a, a, a smidge. We'll get into this later. Give us just a smidge in the background of your, your service history, just so when we're comparing yes, this yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, we yeah, kind of... That's a good idea. Just give it give a little spark notes on your service history. Mm-hmm. All right. Two Purple Hearts, Marine Corps Infantry. Uh, two tours of Iraq. Two tours Iraq. to Iraq, Fluja Ramadi. Like, I've had some shitty times. Okay, well, painful. Yeah. Went, went right into 18. Like, yeah. high school graduation. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not a greenhorn at fucking, like, 22 or 23. Like, even Nick at 27. Like, yeah, you little baby. Jesus. Like, Which brings up an interesting Jesus. point. Joining a boat at 30, how old do you know? Three. 33. So, 33 is a hell of an age to join the fucking it's deck a, deck crew. Hell of an age to be a greenhorn. He's and a fucking marine, you guys. Honestly, I had For no sure, idea. But, I mean, for me, as a captain's perspective, I'm like... I'm, I, I look at it as if it's on paper, right? Age, 33. History, veteran, two Purple Hearts, badass, right? right I'm right, like, right, right. well, that's got to be worth something. That's <laughs> yeah. what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's... It's got to be something somewhere, <laughs> so, right? I, I can't deny that. Let's, let's go back just a minute and go to that, that call when, after this was all set up, and you got the call to go to Alaska. What were your thoughts? Uh, what was your perspective I'm honestly, going to yeah. Oh, straight up, like this. Honestly, it's like one of the. When I got the text from Jake, like I was. You didn't even hear from Captain Sean. No. Well, I, can, okay. First, can, so can I give the backstory? The little quick? introduction. So, so I was in Seattle filming uh, with Sean, buy a new boat, and he was looking for a new guy, and he'd remembered that I was, I I was pushing hard for him. Like, if you ever have a guy, if you ever need a guy. That's going to just put his heart into Which it. Which I do hear a lot, but Jake had some some levity to his response, you know, to his to his request. right. And and I wouldn't put forth anybody that wouldn't no. actually make it. He says, I but know. uh, <laughs> well, but that's the thing when you recommend somebody for a for a fishing vessel, you never know if hey, they make it or not. So speaking of what you are, I had told Sean this actually before he left, like. I don't know anybody I would fucking vouch for right? myself at home. No, it's hard to come because I don't you trust don't them to, to make it. Like I mean, no, no one, being a fisherman them. is legit the hardest thing that I've really been a part of. One like, of the best things Sean said, like he's said it more than once. Like 
uh, when you're out there, like fishing out there, that is one of like the that's the fucking chasing the American dream right there. Yeah. So like when I got the texting, like I found out I was going, I thought of it like a career opportunity. I was like, fuck, like me, I'm not gonna be able to do that from Dallas, Oregon. It, it my is history, my family history. I'm in a two bedroom apartment with my fucking family of five right now. So well, like, it couldn't have been the worst. It was just a fucking blessing. Like this was right before Christmas. He had, they text me. I talked to him, and then I don't hear shit for like fucking a week. And I'm texting yeah. him like, Duh. so when I when my I wife even at one point she was like, um. I think you got stood up, babe. And I was like, fuck you. I was like, Good for don't be negative. I was like, fuck. You're jumping ahead. Go back to the... So when Sean and I were filming for Deadliest Catch in Seattle, <laughs> and I mentioned to him, he's like, I actually do need a guy. So Sean and I sat in his truck. I think we were in your rental We were in my van. rental truck. We were. Rental yeah, van. <laughs> my rental van. It was a very classy van. Yeah. So uh, we, we called you up, Brandon, and... Um, I hadn't talked to you about it for, I think, maybe almost a year, six More, months, yeah. a year. Since I first It was something parents. that you told me that you were interested in, but uh, I've been pitching you for a while, and I finally found, maybe Sean can speak to this, but there's always someone that's ready to j- jump in on the crew. Yeah. Everybody and wants a piece. But everybody I, wants a piece. And they have more experience. Well, and they have more experience. That's what I was and thinking. And no I know experience. that's what my wife was thinking, too. I was like, God. But so really so when I was pitching you to Sean, um, he was interested at first, almost exclusively because you were ready to do whatever you needed to do to change your life. And I think that's a very important thing because you were having a hard time. You wanted a fucking clear goal. I think that we found you a clear goal when we got you onto the boat. And uh, you could actually follow through with it. I think all those small pieces added up to you actually getting yeah. on onto the boat. Yeah, totally. Because, right? I mean, I saw a guy who was just... I mean, when we talked, I mean, Brandon, no offense, but you're not much for words. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a good uh, talker or whatever. <laughs> but you're we, not a great talker. When we talked, I mean, I, I don't know. I just had this sense that what you said when you were like, I will do anything. I was straight honest. Like, I got that. I mean, I got that. And, you know, I mean... For you, as someone who has served and someone who's been through some shit, when I noticed that you were like, hey, man, this is, I want it. I was like, this motherfucker has seen more than I could ever imagine. And he says something, like, I got to trust that he wants it. And all I could do was give you the opportunity, and it was yours to take or leave. And I was, like, seriously, I'm pot number five. When I'm watching on my surveillance camera, you puke through the web, and I'm texting Jake. I'm like, he's doing good, but I'm like, but the thing is, we're not going slow. Yeah, this dude is feeling the pain, right? But he ain't quitting. I mean that that stands for you, just as a character, you, you just you as as what you have been through, and. The more that I get to know you and your history and just really what shaped you to be that guy who, you know, we you just said you hadn't talked for a year about this job. And yeah. you got the call and you're like, done, sign me up. Yeah. All in. Full cards. So I mean, let, So let's go there. I'm saying, what I, yeah, what I'm getting at is how does, how do you get there? I mean, what? You, you're a two-time Purple Heart recipient. You are no joke a certified 
fucking war badass. War, war badass. Yeah. Badass. And Wait, what are we? We're, we're talking about earlier. About, we're going to talk about war. We're going to talk about uh, military. All that stuff. That, that's going to happen. That's, I want to first hear about his first experience in the boat. That's you got the call. <laughs> that's where I was like, fuck, man. This guy's no joke. Wait, going, going from Sean and I talking in the rental van that I was filming with Sean and just giving you the call, how did that transition with you and your family where you were going from, this might be a thing, maybe it's cool, we don't know. I'm not going to lie. I fucking, I'm not that religious. Like I, you know, I believe in God. I try to, you know, whatever, be, have faith. Well, I got down, dude, and I like I fucking swear to God on my kid's life. I fucking prayed. I was like, God, please. You know all the dumb shit I've done? I was like I even said this, I swear to God. I was like, there's fucking this is after Sydney had told me, I think you got stood up, babe. And I was like, fucking bitch. I was like, alright. So I'm like, fuck. Easy Sydney, he's just telling me. I love you. Sydney, we're gonna cut that out of the podcast. She knows this. We don't have it, so it's good. She knows you, motherfucker. She knows you. She knows you. I told her this too, and I was like, I got down and I fucking prayed because I was like, I need this. Like, I just want a job. Like, I don't mind working. I like labor, like, and I prefer labor to be honest. And I was just got down, I was like, God, please. Whoever those fuckers are that he asked before me, tell them to fuck off. And right. They have too much money. And because when it, we I talked like, to you, I'm, I'm going to jump in. <laughs> when we talked to you before, Sean was at the point too. He'd hit, he'd been talking to other people. Mm-hmm. We well, I knew sure, that. We weren't I sure. I have no experience. But I don't care about that. It's like what I didn't tell I you, did. Ferris, was that he was pretty sure he was going to go with you. <laughs> but but he, he has a business. It's a fucking very important business, and it's a very he, he has to be as dialed in as he possibly can. It's hard. So, it's... so he wanted to make sure that that he was making the right choice exactly. with you, and I think eventually he realized. Well, that. and I mean, where we're all sitting today, I mean, I know I did. Like, yes. Let's let's not forget about why we're here talking right. about this. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, as fishermen, we. I mean, you know, everybody who's been on your podcast has a story or two to tell, right? I mean, right. and you wouldn't if you didn't think that it was entertaining or maybe gave you an edge to the next guy who has a story to tell, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. We're fishermen. Yeah, for We're sure. fishermen. <laughs> Our fish is always an inch bigger than the yeah, next right. guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? I'm catching last year's fish. I know exactly <laughs> But what I'm getting at is that, uh, you know, that, that there really is something here to... To the connection between commercial fishing and military life, I mean right. the service life. And Brandon, you are a perfect example of just really what kind of shaping a person takes that goes through the experiences that you have experienced, or maybe someone that hasn't even seen half the shit that you have. You've seen a lot, my friend. But he, he literally <laughs> told me um, that when he got on your boat. This is a private conversation we had, but they were about to air. They were about to air. They were air podcast. It was. It's all open. Whatever. He told me that when he got on there, it felt like that camaraderie was there. The well, same kind. That's of it. That was one of the group. things that Sean and I talked. about. I felt like the new boot coming in, like fresh out of boot camp. I was like, oh, so it was kind of exciting, you know. I was like expecting to get shit on and fucking right. you, you know you, Zach is exactly what I was expecting oh, you also knew Jesus. the other side of it too though you I mean granted you were the greenhorn coming in but you had also already been the new boot right you know you knew right. that there was life after mm-hmm. 
being the greenhorn. You know after. what expansion after being the boot. I've had like, a greenhorn where under me, you, you know? like I've had boots under me for right. guys. You so, know that okay. after you've been torn down and you're the boot, you're the greenhorn. That there's a leadership role in the future, like you, you see that process. That's what helped me. Into that's the what future. helped me adapt to it. Like you right. know, like I'm glad I didn't come in my 20s. Even after I got out of the military, if I'd have came in my mid 20s before I had kids or something, I probably wouldn't have the same work ethic that I do now as a dad and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. No. For sure. Or what I want to do with the money I make, like, or even think of it as a job, like a career, like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing too is, you're you're one of my best friends in the world. You <coughs> had a struggle. We we grew up in a small ass fucking town in Oregon. You didn't have a lot of options, so this opportunity for you was a very big deal. Yeah, it's a huge. very fucking big deal. This is the best job I've had, you know, like since yeah. the military. Only job I've liked, and like it's sucks and it's painful but I like it like it's sick and right. I enjoy it like there's times out there I'm like sitting there please hurt me while man. we're in between <laughs> yeah, strings right. waiting for the next string and I would be sitting there and I was like Get I was like this fucking sucks and I was like but you brought yourself here asshole you better remember that and I was like yeah. alright let's, let's, let's dive into this relationship yeah, man. real quick yeah. between Tawny and Ferris your, your brother so my little best friend my little brother was uh, Brandon Ferris's best friend growing up we used to play soccer together we uh, we all knew that Ferris had a rough family life, and my family has always wanted to take care of this guy because we love him. He's fucking one of the best dudes I ever met in my life. So when my little brother was killed in Afghanistan in uh, 2010, um, Ferris has always been the biggest support to my parents while dealing with his own shit that he has to deal with being at war. And has been the most supportive fucking guy ever to my dad. And my dad has a hard time with losing my little brother. And um, it, it goes, it's 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 very uh, well reciprocated where my dad let him live at their house. Mm -hmm. and With um, all my kids, my wife. With all his kids <laughs> and his wife. And really? It's pound. it's we been up there. Up there. <laughs> it's like a pound, it's a dog pound, <laughs> it's a dog pound. <laughs> you have no idea. There's, there's but, a lot of cats. Uh, but um, I could not be more thankful to have a friend in my life that has helped my family out, like Ferris has, while dealing with the shit that he has as a veteran. When we said earlier we we're going to talk about military, all this stuff. Having Ferris in my life has been really helpful to my family. So when Sean gave Ferris the opportunity, that's the tie-in for galley stories. Like, the, how do we get here? How do we get where we where we are right now? Yeah. How the fuck do we yeah, all end up at sea? It's just, that's what it is, man. When you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you feel that camaraderie, you feel that brotherhood that's out there that you and I felt as soon as you were like, this dude needs it. This guy wants yeah. it. I was like, oh, You know what? Like, when I went and stayed at your parents' house, like, if I didn't, have to go through that shitty situation where they had to take us in and help us out you know i mean we paid them rent but still they helped us out like and i yeah. loved it there i yeah. loved going out there i loved seeing your dad like the property was good i mean the space we rented was bigger than our fucking house we moved out of but uh your dad oh shit i just lost my thought sorry no it's good i think what you're trying to get to is 
Yeah, bonus thoughts. The, the oh, fact, no, no, no. I found it. I found it. He's got When I moved in there, like, I didn't even know the Deadliest Catch shit. Like, I didn't know any of this. So the connection from your dad to call you and tell you that I would even want to fucking contemplate doing it oh, is when yeah? I watched him watching the show with your mom. Dude, I forgot So I was like, that. I just went there and I started bullshitting with him, talking with your dad, and they're watching Deadliest Catch. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jake's filming, blah, blah, blah. And then your dad was just like, would you ever want to do that? I was like... Um, if he got me the fuck out of here and it's an actual job, <laughs> yeah. it pays good. He's yeah. like, I'll take a finger up the butt for a dollar. No, <laughs> I actually said something way too. worse than that. I said I would suck every dick on the boat. <laughs> get on the boat. So yeah, it was way worse. But, Which yeah, didn't I said happen. BT <coughs> really? did not happen. Not on camera. <laughs> not on camera. <laughs> oh, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> and then, like I didn't even think anything of it when I told your dad that. But then like he had told me, oh yeah, I called Jake and. He said he put a word in for you. Like you said, it was a year. Yeah, man. Uh, over a year before I even talked to you about it. Like, I didn't even know that shit was... You were up there. Uh, I, it was happening. It is a hard industry, I would imagine, to get into. It is. Well, right, you so can't unless you have in. family. I, I want to turn it for just a second. Yeah. Jake, um, different lifestyle for you. You've, you've filmed many TV shows, forging shows. I mean, just all kinds of shows. Because every we've been hanging out the last three days and... All I've heard is on this set or this set or this set or this set. I, I realize this is a different kind of a set. And again, stories of the Bering Sea and beyond. Right. And you are making your money currently, or at least part of the time. Uh, most of the beyond on, part of it. <laughs> on, part of no, the beyond part. Truly, truly, <clears throat> truly you're not because you're still there. You're on the boat. You're risking the same. Your life is the same as theirs. It's... It's, hey, they're part of the crew, but they're outnumbered. There's only two of them. So I know, it's right? easier for us to <laughs> shit on them. It should got really weird. Probably, we, yeah. We'd, be, we'd be at a massive disadvantage. Easy, that's not sure. where I'm going here. <laughs> Let me control this here for a second here, guys. Yeah. So how was it for you the first time you stepped on the boat, expecting to be this guy to deliver this product, but yet I want the fishing side of it. You're on a boat. You got on there. How did you feel? So as a person that's done a ton of TV... And there's a there's almost like a, a very loose format that we do to every show that we do. There's beginning, middle, end of stories. It's it's all very storytelling kind of thing. But when you step onto a boat that's going out to sea, you never know what the fuck is going to happen. You're you're at the will and whim of. Fishing, weather, the guy driving the, guy driving the boat, is the guy going to fucking put you on crab? It's like, are you going to be done by February or done by April? Like, you never know what the actual story is going to, like, end up to be. And that's why I love this show more than a lot of shows is because it's one of the most real reality TV shows that you're ever going to do. Yeah, I was going you can't the, fake I, a lot of fucking... I was going for more about your personal feelings about being stuck on that boat. How you felt about it? Were you scared at all? Fuck, dude. This guy is A number one. Like, hey, Sean, um, I'm just curious. When was the last time you repacked the life raft? <laughs> 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 Are you kidding me? This guy is the A number one driving like, source. Okay. Yeah, that is true. You know what? He asked. I remember you. Came. Okay. Hey, did you do your life suit test yet? He's and like, like uh, none of this is true. Yeah. He's like, hey, but... um, so <laughs> oh, shit. theoretically, if... I don't know. 
randomly. We're, so you're we're gonna, you're just on fire right now. Yeah. All right. Do you're you, just on fire right now. Are we cool? <laughs> what do you have to uh, to find your position? Do you have? I'm like, dude. I know a celestial. I've got a Garmin Inreach. Like I got more shit. Fucks. And I, he's like, I'm he's like, so oh, down cool. with. Yeah. No. Oh, we're we're good. Yeah. No. I get it. <laughs> I am just a nervous. <laughs> Twitter. Everybody. Fucking. Everybody's talking over my question. Yes. Your first experience going out. One My first experience was with the Cornelia Marie, uh, out to see uh, Willie Manchester. Was not even on the boat yet. Uh, I know he's a big guy on the podcast. We had uh, Travis Laughlin as the engineer. We. It was my very first time ever being out to sea, ever being on a. That's what I want to hear about. I I get sick, seasick, for like literally twenty four hours, like during the steam out. So when I did like uh, Wicked Tuna, you you get seasick and then you come back home and you get used to be on land. You go back out and you're seasick again. Catch is fun because you actually get to be involved in the life, the daily life. So even when things go bad, you get to watch these people that are working through some of the scariest situations ever. Keeping cool heads or not keeping cool heads about it, but just just figuring out what how the fuck are we gonna figure this out? We are we are an island right now. We have nothing to do. And this is the first time I've ever had to do that kind of show. I've done a lot of fucking TV shows. How do a you? A lot of TV shows. So at, as as a as a new guy, too deadly as catch. Even when something went bad, seeing the calm and cool collected way that people deal with things emergencies at sea was a very new experience to me you know it's it's scary it's fucking scary there was also very annoying things that happened like you wake up in the middle of the air you have to sprawl like a cat meow, grab the fucking walls because you're about to fucking fly fly into another wall like like big especially wave. Yeah, big wave here we go so when you're when you're sleeping uh, third floor of a fucking schooner you're gonna see you to feel that centrifugal force, and I'd never experienced that before ever. Uh, luckily, my deck shooter Kelvon was fucking seasoned and knew exactly how to help me through what, through leading him through stuff. What, what but, was your uh, scariest moment, though? One of my scariest moments ever was when the saga caught on fire. Man, that was <laughs> that was pretty fucking scary. You don't realize as much at sea. You think a lot about drowning. You think a lot about capsizing. Um, if, if the boat goes upside down, have you mapped out your way to get out out of that? Clearly, Sean says you have that all figured out. Dude, he's got it dialed. I do. I, first time I step on the boat, I think about if this boat's upside down. How he's the going by how the, the registration dates and how yeah. the how the fuck do I get out of here if, if uh, the ceiling is the floor? You know, right? It's it's just a reality thing. It's I have a daughter. Deal. I have a daughter. I want to make it back to her. I have a beautiful fiance. I want to make back, it back to her. Back to your scariest time. So uh, a boat on fire, though, is is one of the craziest things ever. When you see smoke coming out of the engine room through Where, the floorboards, I was yeah, I was on the boat. I've been on several boats that have been potential fires. I've never been on a boat that was sinking at all. I've been on several boats that have been fires, and that was very fucking scary. Because as a camera as a camera guy, you just you have to film. You 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 feel very invincible behind the glass, behind the fucking LCD. Right until the fucking fire's melting rubber off your shoes. <laughs> but 
It's it's a lot like uh, wartime photographers. They they feel invincible behind that glass until they're you know? shot. Speaking of getting shot, though, Brandon, resident expert. <laughs> yeah, a couple times at least. What's Brandon? What's the differences between being out at sea on a crab fishing boat and being in a fire team in the Marine Corps? Well, there's not. Well, let's go with similarities. Okay. Like you know, I gotta trust the guys around me for one, because the guys operating the crane and all that that's a dangerous job like it's a dangerous out there like you can if you mess up you can fuck up the person next to you like easily like there's tedious shit you gotta pay attention to so like when you're low on sleep and mentally you're just drained like you gotta try to stay awake like over in Iraq you're drained but you're out patrolling around you're still trying to be attentive and detailed which you have to be out there fishing like all little all the little things add up, like, you know, some things go faster, but it's all, it's dangerous. Like, it was wild. Like, okay, I had compared it at one point, like, getting in a firefight in Iraq ranks at the top. Like, I was, you know, like, yeah, this was adrenaline-wise, he told me crazy, this. like, it's, it's up there. But then out here, it was, like, the same high. Like, I was up, like, I was, like flying for a while like this is awesome like i love the adrenaline i love the storm out there this is after the puking and the soreness and you right. know all that but once you got settled into the actual process yeah. i i remember I enjoyed the, the job the first rough day we we were stacking gear i think right we were putting pots on the boat no yeah. we were dropping them no the the first day you came up to me and said that this shit is intense Oh. It was like we were stacking gear up at the end of cod season, and this is this is January what sixteenth, seventeenth, and you know we've been fishing since. Are we set gear on the thirty first? Um, you come up to me, and I'm like, "Hey, Brandon, how's it going out there? What do you think?" And he's like, "Dude, dude, up top, firefight, a oh, yeah. half a notch below." <laughs> This shit. Yeah, I right? fucking love it. And that like, was before crab, though. This is Because co- crab even got fucking crazier. Like, this was just cod fishing, just stacking yeah. up some pots. <laughs> and and for me, it was like, whoa, really? Like, huh. Because, right. you know, I've never even made the comparison. And for me to see Brandon's perspective where he he was looking at it more from, from really just the mindset perspective than, like, the conditions perspective. I mean, just the mindset you have to have when you're out there and it's rough out and there's big waves that are just going to swipe you off that stack in a heartbeat versus, you know, that insurgent who's coming to get you and, you know, who knows what. That's why I'm saying, like, younger kids coming in as greenhorns that aren't, like, military, like, I I can see why they quit and shit and don't like it because, like, it takes a certain beast to be out there and, like, you know, I've been through some hard shit, and I can I can do hard jobs, and that was the hardest shit I've done, and I do liked think, it. But do you think that your training in the military uh, prepared you in a way? Hundred percent mentally. Yeah. Like physically, I mean, anybody can get into shape and get back into it, right? But mentally, out there, like it's cold. It's you're lacking sleep, and for me, I was in pain, dude. Like my elbows down, just numb. I still 
my left hand, my middle finger, yeah. to my thumb, I still can't feel. Yeah, what do you Doing got? Doing forging out here, I can burn <laughs> what you got it. Left over there? Those are crab hands. Yeah, yeah. those are what we call Seriously. crab hands. The and grip. When, when I started, oh, you got the claw. Just shut up and get back to work. You know, right, and then right, he, right. you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't have anything compared to. I've then, had carpal tunnel shit before working on a production <laughs> line. Like my hands have went numb before. The shit came back eventually. So when it first happened, I'm like, oh yeah, it'll go away. Obviously, fucking not. But there, it was different. Like, I'm talking 24 hours at one point, like barely eating. Like you got to force yourself to eat in between the strings. Like you have to like take care of yourself out there. Yeah. And if you don't, you just kill yourself. And that's why people, I can see why people quit for sure. Because it's this if you don't hydrate or force yourself to eat, like you have to. Like first, I wasn't. That's why I was sick. Like I wouldn't change in between some strings, and I'd make myself colder and miserable. Yeah. But let's talk, let's talk about that. Changing between strings. How important is that? Oh, way important. And I didn't do that until like two weeks in. Like I was just too fat, sore, and disgusting. Like I'm like, no, I don't want to. Like, we only got thirty minutes. I was like, fuck you guys, You're jumping out of your shit. It takes me thirty minutes to get out of my stuff when I first started. Like I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, you learned. And then I got cold. Oh my god! So I was like, yeah, I have to go in there and fucking throw my shit in the dryer, put right. on at least dry tops and shit. I've oh, always yeah. thought that like the healthiest I've ever been is when I've been working on deck on a crab boat because like your body. What you're putting your body through, it gives it enough time, enough like just negative abuse to really tell you like what you're doing right. Oh, oh, you think you can get away with eating that shit? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, nice try. Nice fucker. try. It's like, man, and it's you know the little things, just like even just changing your sweatshirt or your t-shirt. It's right. just that's the kind of shit that you don't even think about. But the the seasoned guys around you are like, dude, change your t-shirt, and you're like whatever man a little sweat don't hurt and then you go back out there and it gets cold <laughs> did that translate from the military though they want you to change your socks and make sure you're ready for yeah march. I mean, that, like okay that yeah that helped me like the living situation wise i'm very clean i don't mind cleaning like keeping my area clean but like being out there on deck is completely different like while you're out there working you're in shitty conditions like you're fucking freezing and then all of a sudden that string's over you're done you clean up the deck you go inside and it's like back to slow change. It's just fucking weird. Like, okay, you're back to your little area. Yeah. Right, but, right, right, right. So you had those moments where you were kind of like decompressing from being on deck and you had some slowdown time. Yeah, and like Willie and Zach don't exactly talk to you and Ben or Nick. So unless you pick at someone and try to get advice or like you know yeah, they don't right. come telling you so I was, is that, and I'm not the person to go look for it okay? is that kind of similar to the military I mean is there someone yelling at you it's my fault oh yes there's always someone in the military in your ass yeah. yeah like there's always a Zach do you not as much as Zach Zach like, he keeps he going to Zach I know. Zach was because an asshole I have a Zach in the we all know who Zach Larson is he's a huge asshole we all love <laughs> no. him very much but he's a nightmare he, he's a good like he knows all his shit but, like, what but, I learned from him is, like, he's just a miserable freaking person when it comes, like, to did you, not working. Did you did you find some of that kind of crossover, too? Like, you, just, had, you had a staff sergeant at some point. Yes, that I, already, I told you. Zach that. I told Zach. I was like, Yankowski. I was like, you're a fucking Yankowski. And I just wanted to put his teeth through the back of his You hear that, Yankowski? <laughs> well, it's kind of like, a, you just gotta love the suffer. Like, mm-hmm. and he, Zach, is just one of those guys who just, like... He likes 
he loves to suffer, but he loves watching other people suffer. Oh, yeah. more. Yeah, pass it on. He also and is very knowledgeable and he, can teach people. He well, can teach, you know, like, and, you know, I, I think that, uh, he gets it from his dad. For me, like, just watching you go through, like, you go through the break-in process with, with the crew that I had that was current, you know, Willie and Zach that were my senior guys that really knew what they're doing. Right. Willie is the soft teacher. Willie is is the heart and soul. And Zach is the, the tough, you know, principal coming down on you saying, I don't care about your feelings. This is mm. how it has to be done. Yeah. And, I mean, what aspects of your military training did that bring you back? I mean, did you have anyone that, you know, when you were in the service that was like, Kind of nice to you? No, we had a lot of them. Like so, Zach. I've seen a million of Zachs. Like I what have about, them in my platoon. What yeah. about the nice guys? Any of them? They're nice guys. Yeah, I was actually a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. Like, they tell you what to see. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, you know. It, okay. I like Zach. Like you would think I don't because I no, always talk I, shit, right? People think I don't, but I do because a. I think the part of you respects that training because of your military military background that you respect that hard ass fucking someone that's just gonna like shove your face in the dirt. Right. This is the thing like, you're used to. That. This is what like Zach. He loves to rub people's face in the dirt, right? Right. But there's also times where you gotta fucking not shit on like Nick. Like I can take it. Like, Zach can show me all day, and I'm just like fucking turd, whatever. But Nick, <laughs> I'm seeing over there, and every time like Zach's just fucking laying into him, he doesn't see it. it's like actually cutting in. To fucking Nick's little heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like he wants to cry. Like, it's, it's okay, dude. Yeah. These are but, other other deckhands on the boat. That's like, yeah. When I was injured and talked to you that, that one day, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. attitude does reflect leadership. I mean, and I, he is supposed to be the fucking leader out there. He doesn't have to be a dickhead the whole time. You know, and he does, he wasn't after after a while. You know, he was yeah, getting like fucking. Yeah. And it was motivating sometimes There's to a, do shit. And I would tell him, I'd be like, dude, that's fucking motivating shit right there. That's like, it's a tough, it's a tough perspective to get because I, you know, you see a lot of guys that come in and out and they just, they want the quick cash, the quick grab and they leave right. and you've spent some time and invested and, and Zach is one of the individuals that has seen, you know, Zach's the engineer of the brand. He's no dummy. He's a licensed captain. He's a mm-hmm. licensed engineer. He's put his very time smart, in. very hardworking. He's educated. I mean, he's not has, great with people necessarily. He taught me a but, lot of shit. Like, but what he has seen, I mean, when you say not great with people, what he has seen is he's just seen a lot of people turn around, and and it's yeah. tough. I mean, it's tough in our industry because you get a lot of turnaround. Yeah. And when you got someone, you know, I saw this in you, Brandon, right away. When you got someone that has the heart, you know, you don't want to snuff that flame. You know that that's going to burn no matter how much dry wet wood you put on top of that thing no, yeah, matter, right. no matter how much shit you pile on top of that fire that fire is gonna burn yeah In, and you don't want to fuck that fire up you know and when you see like but you also want to make sure that that person is going to you don't want to give learn them a, the things they need to learn there's no golden and, ticket yeah right. I mean you don't just be like you know what you really care about this you're gonna be the next captain you know <laughs> I mean, high five bro <laughs> there's none of Let's that kiss. either but you know, there's just a fine line, and that's where Zach has become almost jaded in a sense that, you know, I really do think that your your training, your experience, you having seen the other side, you understanding his perspective from your time in the service, I mean, really, 
lets you see the big picture because I mean there's just there's those striking similarities where it's just all too familiar that that punishment that pain that you need to feel you need to know the suffering to really grasp the whole concept right and he's not going to let you forget that no ever <laughs> ever ever even at a meal a, or when you're going to bed he's going to make sure hey life sucks for you okay actually I'm going to bring something up that Chad said yesterday my, my brother mm-hmm. said leadership's hard really yeah. hard it's a, it's a heavy burden and to be really hard on people sucks and uh, he was trained pretty early military uh, that if you're not hard on them and they die, it's your fault. Yeah. Right. You guys heard that. You were which, in the room. Which yeah. I think is the biggest part of the crossover of people in leadership positions like Zach Larson or wow. Willie Manchester. Yeah. They have different styles of leadership, but they know but you if somebody leave. gets fucking hurt on your watch, it's because you did not train them hard enough. And and Zach takes that to heart, I think. He does. He he wants to, you to make you the hardest motherfucker in the world because he knows if if something happens on his watch... I feel that. You're not prepared. I mean, as a captain, you must. Hold on, let's talk about that, Sean. You feel that too? I feel that. I mean, you know, the hardest part. I mean, for for the guys that are on deck, alongside the guys, they're trying to to train. You know, they. If nothing else, I always thought, for me, if nothing else, well, I've got a knife on my belt, and if that guy goes over the side or he gets caught in a piece of line that's going to rip him over the side, I can cut him out. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can, I can stop him from dying from the wheelhouse. There's nothing I can thing. do. Yeah, I, I, all I have to do put is that fucker in neutral or reverse. Scream over the hailer. I like, what are you watch, gonna do? You know, I just yeah. watched the worst thing happen that I could ever imagine. And like, when you think about that, and you really fully try to digest what it means, you know, we. Thank God that we've got the Coast Guard. Thank God that we oh. have our familiar fishing buddies that are out there next to us. Mm-hmm. But none of that matters in the 60 seconds it takes, the 10 seconds that it takes to lose one of your guys over the side. And that feeling of, for me, like vulnerability, just right. like that desperation that I might be like looking at my clock or looking at my my computer and say well this pot needs to go right here beep and I'm not looking down and that pot goes over the side and maybe one of my guys somebody's ripped over the side well, he on. goes with yeah. it right the Coast Guard's not going to help you that doesn't matter those, those those 60 minute things where the Coast Guard helps you when your boat's on fire yeah those, sure. those small moments of leadership that you have to face where if you're not paying enough attention that's tough that's a, that's a 10 second thing that's tough tops 10 seconds tops. You've got to react, and you have to... I mean, you know, I'm I'm not sure what your perspective was, Brandon, but I have definitely known guys that are like, well, you just like Zach because he's your engineer. Well, no, I like Zach. Well, we all know you don't like Zach. (laughs) I like Zach. Guys, we all love Zach. Hold on, let's back it up. We're just fucking around. Zach is sharp as shit. Yeah. I'll tell you why I like Zach. I thought of him, like, when I found out we were the same age... I was just like, what the fuck? Because he's got gray hair. I was like, I thought this motherfucker was at least 40. So I'm like, what? I was like, no way. So I've been talking. I was like, dude, we're the same fucking age. I was like, so you know why? How long have you been fishing and shit? And then he finally told me like 14. I'm like, dude, so you've basically been in the military for fucking 20 years already, asshole. Yeah, it's yeah, because, right. dickhead. I was like, what right. the fuck? It's yeah. because now I he, see where you are. He goes there. Yeah. He goes to that situation. 
when you see the big picture and when you really fully understand what's great. going on, yeah. you go there. Yeah. You don't think about, well, it's not my fault. It's always your fault. Sean, you're like 27. What are you? 20? Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah. 27. Yeah. I mean, you just, we just go there. And that's what I respect. And honestly, I had no idea that the guys in the military, the guys in the service really do feel that same instance of, we go there. And not because we do it because it's on a piece of paper and we should think about the worst case scenario. It's because right. the worst case scenario sees you on a fucking Tuesday yeah. at 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, right. on Discovery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That It's real, man. It's not... That's it's, a really valid look at that. It's not that's a... That's cool. really good, yeah. It's yeah. not... I've watched very few people die. I mean, Brandon, you, you... I don't even want to talk about that. You know more than I do. But what I've seen is enough to make me go there. And when I know a guy who can go there, who can think, you know, and I know Zach's an asshole when he's treating a new guy. Yeah. But I know that's because he's taking him to the worst. And that's because he is thinking about the worst. Yeah. And what I what I really respected about Brandon and about the thought process that the service and being a veteran and and really making it to the other side teaches you is we go there. I oh mean, yeah. That ain't a fucking dream. Mm-hmm. That's, that's real dream. life, dude. That's that's every day. Okay, so let's talk about what brought us here today then. Uh, Sean, why don't you go ahead and explain it? What's up? Mark and I have a lot of mutual friends. I've been in the fishing industry since birth. I'm a family family born guy. Mark Episode eleven. Mark, you have been in the industry for a while. Slick shout out. You bro. are <laughs> Well, that's his story. <laughs> you no, are extremely well connected in the industry and you know what that did for me was uh, it connected you and I and it connected you and I on a level that when you felt the passion be- behind my reason for thinking about ALS, for thinking about the cure, when you said, "Hey, you know, this is this is what happened." Mark said, "Hey, my brother has a cause. My brother is a veteran. He's he's an army medic. He has seen some shit. He knows that veterans in our country need some help. And he said, hey, think about it. I didn't really know what that meant for me until Jake and I started working together and I knew the story about Jake's brother. And then all of a sudden, I hire Jake's brother's best friend, Brandon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who Who Brandon is like telling me the story of how he and Tawny, who is Jake's brother, because, you know, last name thing. Right. Uh, yep. Very <laughs> military <laughs> stuff. Very military. Yeah. He's telling me about... High school football, military. He's telling yeah, me exactly. about how they met. You know, these guys grew up together, and then they reconnected in the Marines. And these guys are the hardest of the hard. They're no joke. And I knew that, and I learned about that, and I really got a chance to see just really what that meant with seeing some examples in, in not just like, you know, anybody can tell you a good story, right? but when you see it with your own eyes, when you see that, look, this dude went through some shit, and look what he can do. This guy's puking through yeah. pot number five. Because <laughs> he says, I'll do anything. 
But he has that training and that mentality where he's going to power the fuck through it. Dude. And he means it. And he means it. And he means it. Right. Well, I was like, man, I got to find out why he means it. And Mark tells me, dude, there's my brother has this this cause, this thing, and it's called Reforged. We're wearing the shirts right now. It's Reforged. And what it is is Mark's brother, who's a veteran, he's an Army medic who has seen some shit. Master Sergeant. Master Ooh. Sergeant. Combat medic. Like, he sent us legit. his service record, and I shit you not. I shit you not. It was two text messages. Yeah. It didn't fit on <laughs> it one fit message. On one page. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have to brag on him because he won't. <laughs> he won't. He won't. But he's a badass. He has seen some shit. He knows some people, and he has this cause, and it's called Reforged. And what it is, is it's an opportunity for veterans to come in and they have a chance to to really work through some of the problems, to really work through some of those scenarios where Brandon was a veteran far before he was able to come work on my boat. The time that it took for Brandon to come to where he could work on my boat, I do not, I don't think that that's something to look past, right? I mean, he went through some stuff. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about PTSD. I'm talking about the effects of being in the service, in the military. And the transition that it takes to go from that lifestyle to being just a normal person in society. We people, have people it, don't... People, it was so easy, dude. We have it, it was so, so easy. Oh, my God. Oh I was my just about God. to say that. We have it so easy. Do you remember as, when we first talked? I yeah. forgot I even said this. That I said it applied at fucking Costco. Yeah. Right? And I get three interviews, go through it right after I'm in the military, and then I don't get the job working in the food court to like empty the trash can because I don't have transferable skills. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. what the hell? So when I finally, like when I was talking to you, I was like, look, I told you that. I was like, I told you the Costco thing and I was like, this might be the only job where I have transferable skills. Well, what you I said was like, too. through my military experience. And I think yeah. this is very, this might be very important. Thing. Being a fire team leader in the infantry does not translate very well to civilian life. It doesn't. But you know what it does not do? Not infantry. It's like you're screwed. I can be a cop or a prison guard. Yeah. But you know what it does do is that it, it provides you, Brandon, and, and I, I, I'm learning that it takes massaging to really like work these skills forward. Yes. Is that it provides you the skills to really deal with the real shit, to, for you to really go there. You right. know, we're talking about Tales of the Bering Sea and Beyond and being able to go to those situations where the boat is burning, the ship is going down. And we're all going with it. And you know who has already been there in his mind and knows his plan? Is the guy who has been in the infantry. The guy who knows what it's like. It is kind of crazy how well the the skills that he has transition into being a fucking fisherman. It does. It does. And and it's pretty wild because it's it's a scary job. It's a it's a very hard job. It's very labor intensive. I didn't grow up it with takes a very, it takes, it takes a fucking... military either. So like I didn't know how to shoot guns until I went to the military. Like... <laughs> right. Well and and for me as a fisherman, I'm addicted to fishing. Right. I love the community. I love the friends that I have in this industry. And honestly, it's it's most of my life is the guys that know what I'm doing and the guys that can connect with me on that level. And it's a weird thing. You know, right. and, when, and when a guy comes to me and says, hey, I got this weird thing right. where I went to the military at 18 years old. You know what? I take an aptitude test and it says, you know, it says police officer or prison guard. Right. 
this guy is more than a fucking. He is yeah. more than that. Yeah. And when it says that, and you know that, like, you know, for me, I'm I'm kind of stuck in an, in a niche environment too, to be able to relate to that and say, hey, man, you know, like being a specialist in what you do, like for me, it's 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 not getting shot at. It's not, you know, facing that real danger. It's it's it, it, it's catching crab, you know, right. in the Bering Sea. It is funny how the, that that translates though to like those. Scary, dangerous jobs. I love it. Like, yeah, yes, I can't get like, enough of it. But I hated Iraq and I hated the whole fucking concept of like losing my buddies and shit. Going out there and actually doing that, like, I fucking enjoyed it until I got hurt. Yeah. Like, literally, I was like, after, you know, cod and shit, and I got in shape and like back to my normal self, like, I loved the job. I loved the labor. I loved being out there. Like, actually getting to know you guys. Like, not a fucking job interview. Slow me, it down. Man. No, that's what actually like opened me up, honestly. Like going out there, like I actually talked to him a little bit about PTSD on camera. I've never done that shit before. Like I wouldn't have Dude. done that unless I was on the boat. And you know And that's I, what brought out the camaraderie shit. Like that made me talk to him. Otherwise I would have told him to fuck off. Brandon, honestly. I yeah. have no idea that you guys were talking, but I knew that all of a sudden you were feeling a little different angle. PTSD is no joke. I mean, it's it's a real thing. It's, it's very real. It's so under the radar. People don't know about it. People and, don't want to talk about it. And that's because we're all tough guys and we all want to not be soft. But it's it's a fucking thing, man. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. And Brandon, you're a you're a tough guy. <laughs> two time obnoxiously <laughs> so obnoxiously yeah so. okay well <laughs> two time purple heart two purple hearts right. and mean, now you're a crab fisherman badass and. For you, well, hold on. That's another thing I wanted to say before I forget. This is the first time where I have a job where I can actually be proud of it going back home. Like, oh, what do you do? I'm a fucking fisherman. I'm bring an egg. Like, <laughs> that feels good, dude. Like, I actually have a well, job. Well, and that's because there are other circumstances in play. What it really means is that you are capable right. of putting the effort in, taking the time, going through the process of being reforged into something different that makes you what you are today. And that yeah. is what really has brought us here together today is that PTSD and depression and stress is something that we all feel. I mean, you look at me, you look at Brandon, and you think, those are two different guys. This guy has seen more than I could ever imagine. We all have been through the hard time, but what makes us human, what really brings us together is the ability to come to each other and be able to to talk about it. Right. And say, hey man, check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> well, You'll never believe what yeah, I have. Hold say. my beer. As, as, this as, is what my head is as, as fishermen going. talk about it like how would you have done it, right? Well we military guys, there's this final. Well they don't I'm, what I'm learning, you know, we fishermen lie a lot. I, I just did one right now. <laughs> I've never We lie a lot to each other. But what I'm learning is that veterans lie a lot to themselves. To themselves. And Fair they point. Say, yeah. That's true. They Fair say, so hey, true. I'm fine. I haven't seen a goddamn thing. Everything's okay with me. We as fishermen, it's the deadliest catch and it is horrendous and we have lost brothers out there. The destination we will never forget. But it is nothing like what you guys have gone through. 23 suicides a day for veterans. 23. 
We can relate. You can I, in I, such I think a way, like this, like as a captain yourself. Yeah. I'll, I'll see it from your point of view. This is why I respect the shit out of you being the younger captain. Like, you do have all of us under your belt while we're out there, even the camera guys. Like, so like your mom said, you know, you compromised to go to school and shit because she'd feel safer that you knew how to take care of yourself out there from the boat sinking whenever mm-hmm. it did. I've had a lot of like older and younger leaders and he was good. Like he comes down and that's I compared him to Zach at one point. You know, you just doesn't come down shit. Like you can, he doesn't scare you away. Like sometimes a first sergeant has to do like your brother said he had to do for half of his career like some of his guys you know where he had to be a dick otherwise it was his fault right. some captains are like that you you weren't like what I liked when we first went crabbing like you said everybody else was up north doing all their own shit and like teaching me the screen and you're like ah oh, I'm gonna come down here cause you know what I'm gonna check it out like I wanna stay away from the back and do my own fucking thing I was like fuck yeah that's fucking sick I loved it didn't work out for us, but nope. you know what? I nope, still wasn't it mad. Didn't work out. I didn't care. I, I was like, you know what? At least the motherfucker did that. That was yeah. fucking awesome. But that's what I like. I respect yeah. you as a leader and shit, and that's good. And I'm glad that you took a chance on me because if your young ass didn't, the Take other guys wouldn't have because. <laughs> Can I ask you one quick question, Sean? Yeah. Was it hard for you to give him a chance as far as you were looking for a greenhorn? You knew Fuck a couple no. guys. You knew a couple Fuck guys no. that I had been fishing before. And when I had told Ferris that hopefully that we can get you on the boat, we're not sure yeah. yet, he has to interview a couple other people. But what you told me, not to lead you into your answer, what you told me was I, I would rather teach somebody from the ground up that has their heart into it. Yep. Is that a is that a pretty prominent captain thing that you guys have to... What was my biggest struggle was, you know, I'm we're all, as humans, path of least resistance. If I got a guy who knows how to haul pots... I'm going to hire him. It makes the most sense. As a business owner, too, you have to do that. Makes sense. He already knows what he's doing. Yeah. I didn't have that option. And it was like, well, I can take the guy who says, look, I will do some messed up stuff to have this job. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Versus I will be the guy who has this job. (laughs) Like, I'm taking the guy who's going to go there. For me, as soon as my options were like, you can have nobody or you can have a guy whose heart is in it, I'm taking the guy with the heart. No problem. Once I knew that, oh, it's done. He's hired. I'm done. I don't. Right. No, I didn't doubt myself. I didn't even think about it. And that was it. You know, when you're talking about leadership, Brandon, I respect that, you know, and I, I see your perspective. You know, what really does it for me is just, I really judge, I guess I judge my ability to relax the ability of my crew. I mean, you're not going to just chill out if you have some guys that you don't trust. Oh, by the way, one of the things, too, that made me like Sean as a captain more was during COD. He was fucking on deck with us, working the same shifts and shit. Yeah. So he was driving the boat and on fucking deck. So I was like, that was awesome. And training you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, though. 18 and 6. You know, I'll do my 18. 6 of my 18 is on deck. Yeah. You know, so I do 12 in the wheelhouse, mm. 6 on deck. And that's motivating as shit. And I, I, it was awesome. I, it, you know what? No one can lead unless you're in the front. Right. Yep. I love it. That's it, why I liked it. I was like, oh, that's fucking sick. I have the option to plan my schedule. I said, you know what? I want both greenhorns on deck with me. Because we had two guys that were new. Brandon and another guy, Nick. I just, I said, you know, if anybody has to go through it, let me go through it too. Let me experience two new guys and two experienced guys. So it's me and Willie and Brandon and Nick. And we're out there. 
I love it. And uh, it gives you the opportunity to train your guys from from the ground up. From the ground up. Which especially with Willie, who is also a very good fucking leader. Willie Manchester has been on the podcast before. Great teacher. He's a Willie great teacher. Uh, Willie's an awesome teacher. Like I'm not saying Zach's a bad teacher, but Willie's fucking like the just the way he teaches, he teaches little shortcuts and shit. Right. Willie's good to go. Yeah. Dude is smart. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to hit with all these, you know, points is just that, you know, what really made my season, you know, I had some guys out there that really trusted me, that believed in the process, that believed in the fact that you can go out there and you can prove to yourself and to your peers that you are worth something and that you are able to be a part of a team and to make something happen. And we see that on the fishing industry side where we go out there as five, six guys and we make something happen. And you guys see that on the military side where you go out there with a team of guys and you make some stuff happen. And being able to really connect on that level is what we want to pass on. It's not lost on one side or the other. I mean, it's something that we all respect. And what I have learned, you know, a person of the ocean, a person of the, you know, the first, the fishing industry for the last 15, 20 years, I've learned that my passion, my mindset is not limited to just me and, you know, the brothers of the ocean that I have. It's that you guys in the military, you guys that have served, know just as well as I do or really takes or lost someone absolutely we're here in San Antonio you guys probably understand that the recording is different than normal we're not on the gale what brought us all together is we came down kind of a building event yeah I invited Sean down to make a knife to the reforged.org my brother formed this uh, group a while back to treat PTSD yeah and Sean happened to have the producer on his boat I had a connection who lost his brother in Afghanistan, who then got his deckhand, his Brandon, his brother's best friend, a job on the boat. And it's, uh, so we all thought we'd come down and spend the week together yeah. and try this thing out. Um, it's, it's literally been one of the most amazing experiences of my fucking life, man. I, yeah, I, Mark, thank you for, for stopping me because it's not just those who have served or those who have done things that others do not do it's those who have experienced what it means to be a part of that right. connection jake you've been in the bering sea you've been offshore with me we <laughs> we've been in some fucked up situations yeah. But before that... It sucked most of the time. <laughs> but I still love being it's part of it right with now. you. But yeah, yeah. Before that, <laughs> but. you experienced the loss of your brother. Yeah. And the connection that you have, that feeling of family, that feeling of connection that it really takes to relate to one another on that personal level and really understand what it means you know, to connect to someone's grieving like that. Right. That's what brought us together. Well, it's helped me be a good producer just... As on a very base level, yeah, understanding that other people have a lot of pain and yeah. being able to talk to people about that, and then, but the fact that you gave my fucking one of my family best friends in the world, Brandon Ferris, a chance to be on your boat, it's in, amazing. Into this, right? Which, which I think for you, you you've done your own processing of pain and loss, yeah. But I think that it's opened up your eyes to a whole new realm of people that are going through their own struggle. Yeah. And the, your support has been a very huge help. It's amazing to me because 
I experienced the loss of my father. That allows me to open up to other people who have experienced loss. And, right. you know, you've experienced loss in a way that I haven't. You right. know, my dad wasn't shot in right. Iraq, you right. know, or Afghanistan. No, 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 no goodbye. No. Yeah, but you experienced that. And the connection that we had on that level brought us to the connection we have with Brandon, who Brandon's sitting right here next to us right. right now. We should talk about him like he's not here though, for sure. <laughs> <And> <laughs> for third sure. person, Brandon. Brandon has experienced that loss in a way that is you, different. Even and you he, and I would never. We would never know that be because understand. we don't feel that that pain that he does that right. that someone in his position does. And then you and I, it, it, it's just the snowball effect that we get into the situation where now all of a sudden you and I, these just these two guys who. <laughs> are relatively unassuming in right. our careers on the Bering Sea, yeah. crack into this whole world of veterans and PTSD and what it really means and to us. finding out how important this whole thing is. Isn't is it amazing how life's connected like that? Yeah, yeah, to really have suffered and really have felt that connection. And, and for me, so Reforged is Mark Kaler, the host of this podcast, his brother Chad, Army medic veteran, Ron Star. Ron Star. Yeah. recipient total badass seen a lot of hardcore stuff started this program where a veteran can come and reforge a piece of steel that is important to him into a blade that he will carry with him or a knife that he will use for the rest of his life and feel a purpose attached to that piece of steel and learn and feel the process that reforging a piece of steel that honestly you know a worthless piece of steel a worthless piece of steel that has been through hell and has come back as a beautiful product that he can now use as a successful and purposeful piece of material in his life to learn that process you know just this was going on right and i'm yeah. just some so sean's been through the class for a couple days <laughs> i'm just it's learning been, it's a it's, it's a very strong metaphor for looking at yourself and learning that even though you don't feel that you're okay it's it's okay to feel broken and you're going to be able to reclaim yourself like we're reforging knives or yeah. like we're reforging yeah. whatever and, and it feels like we're stretching the, the, the connection the, the connection from no. uh, the mariner story but we're not because uh, the same guys you lose we've all lost someone we all think we lost someone well some of us have seen it yeah yeah you lose someone, you learn that connection, you learn that struggle, and you learn to move through it, to move past the point that is debilitating. We may never recover fully and we'll never be the same people, but right. we are recreated and reforged into a different person. And that's Absolutely. where, you know, there's really no difference as us, as fishermen on the Bering Sea that have lost people that are familiar to us, to the people in the service that have lost people that are familiar to them, to oh, where we have a feeling, we have a connection that we have to move through. Honestly, that's why you got me. <laughs> And Jake and Ferris and Mark on the podcast today is because we are all connected in a sense that we feel this connection of the ability to heal. We feel the connection that you can become reforged and reprocessed into a different person and feel a different connection. Damn, with those it's like you're getting you. paid for this shit. No, and I, I could so <laughs> No, Sean, that's that's. That's perfect, what it is. Dude. That's man. perfect. And I couldn't I couldn't see the connection more clearly between people that have been out to sea, who have lost time with their families, who have lost friends out at sea, with the, the people that have been in the military and uh We have a guy that can that can really prove the connection. I mean, Brandon, you you're a two time Purple Heart winner. 
you have the utmost respect from all of us in this room. You have also seen our side of the situation. And when you say, y'all motherfuckers are sick, (laughs) (laughs) and so are we. (laughs) Dude, sailors for sure. (laughs) When you say that you can relate to us and we can relate to you, that gives me the confidence in saying that I can can somewhat relate. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, it gives me the confidence to say that, you know, as fishermen, we should support those who are around us that are veterans who have seen a similar scenario to us where we go out we don't know what tomorrow brings we don't know what the next minute brings and we go out there and we see sometimes something we may may never be able to explain to the next person right and that person who is around us that might hear us talk some shit might never understand what we're actually saying yeah but we say it it's the similarities are crazy it's a lot of time away from family away from people you love that you would rather be with your family with your kids yeah you're doing a lot of travel away there's a lot of risk involved with your lives and the lives of your friends and family and uh ferris i couldn't be more honored that we got you on the boat and that you and i two little small town dallas oregon boys (laughs) actually get to hang out together oregon out at sea, man. You're telling like Sean, same thing. Like the fact that I came on the boat, like I, you guys hooked me up with a chance. Like I don't plan on like you know threw that over. I was like, you saved my my life and my family. Like you don't even know like that on that level. You don't know. Like it changed my life so much just from this little first trip. Mm-hmm. And then you're giving me an opportunity to keep going. That's why I want like. I'm not going to fuck it up. So I was like, you hooked me up. You don't even know how much you did. You, yeah. I mean, you hooked me up, but like you changed my kids' lives and shit. Helped me out. Like I, how I said, it fucking was like a therapy session on the boat. I'm not yeah. lying. Like yeah. it was. And yeah. then that hooked me up to come in here and like, that's just going to help me out even more at home. I've talked to Chad so much, your brother. It's just been insane how since I've been on the boat to come in here. Like, right. It's, it's, all, a, it's all connections. Since Christmas. I felt I've grown so much as a person, as a man myself, as a parent, as a dad. It's fucking crazy. Well, you look After skinnier. you say how much I've been yeah. through, no <laughs> shit, You've right? grown as much <laughs> like as you lost saying, weight, by the way. How much I've been through and shit. Like, I don't think it was like that, but, like, just that little time with you guys, like, saved my fucking life almost, dude. You have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I was, you're, I mean, you're starting to process I love my kids, my family, but at home, I was time. struggling mentally, you know, like, living in a fucking two-bedroom apartment with the kids. I'm just sitting there, like, I'm good with my wife, like, getting healthy, but I'm not feeling healthy myself, dude. Like, I'm healthy with my family and my wife, right? Yeah. Like, emotionally and shit, but we're in a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. We're happy. The kids are happy. That's not the problem. I'm not happy, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to fucking provide better for my fucking yeah. family. Yeah. The American yeah. dream, like you fucking say. They have the opportunity to, me. to exactly. So I'm gonna be loyal as shit to you. So like that's just how my mentality is. Which, we're not, we're not that's brown doesn't here. No, that's why <laughs> no, I wouldn't no, no. fucking ask mean, boat, dude. It's I'm just trying to like we're we're just here trying to explain this connection. It's a weird connection. If you were Super to say weird. veteran fisherman, what what does that even mean? But when you think about it, in a way, it makes a lot of sense. Dude. And fishermen to me, it yeah, makes like, a lot it's, of sense. It Nobody makes, did. Like, it's I the crazy it right lifestyle, travel schedule. And I'll tell you that. I was like, just trust me, I'll be fine. You're like, dude, dude, dude. I won't throw me off the boat. I was like, just calm down. It's all right. It yeah. makes the Please. most sense. It. Veterans and fishermen. I mean, tales of the Bering Sea and beyond. That's how it was therapy to me, dude. You cannot even think about, you know, we've all been out there. We've all been staring at that horizon. You don't know how far away you are from land or the next boat. You can't see shit. But being able to look out there and think, well... 
I'm just gonna work through this, you know? I'm gonna power through this and really respect the suffering and the pain that comes through that. I've never met someone who has really respected that process as much as you, Brandon, and as much as your training and your presence in the service and in the military has prepared you for really being able to fully grasp, and this is ignorant on my part, what I thought was exclusive to us as fishermen. It's right. like, man, there's this whole other community out there that can really relate to what we feel. That's and so crazy. There's a whole other world of people out it's there that like, know exactly what the fuck <laughs> Hey, you have know. you ever been in a terrible place that you didn't like and you yeah, wanted right? to be out of? <laughs> you guys and you have... thought you could die at any moment? Are you a fisherman <laughs> or in the military? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, You guys like, have Willie been surrounded saying, by Call me Big Dog Badass. And I'm like, aren't you the Big Dog Badass? Because you're bigger than me and you're the motherfucking... <laughs> you guys badass. have been surrounded by us for the last week. Or the yeah. last three days. Yeah. I mean, you, you come in reforged. Yeah. And uh, it's like a family. But before we shut this off, I want to say to Jake, everything in the forge gets a nameplate. Put on it, KIA, dedicated to him. We talked about it a little bit, and you thought that, that your uh, your brother needed to have Ferris and I animal. both know my, my brother was the most hard-headed motherfucker in the world. He was <laughs> just steadfast doesn't, in how hard-headed he was. Doesn't that sound familiar, fishing community? No, I Don't you guys, so, what the hell are you talking about? Can't you relate? <laughs> Hopefully this will be released, uh, I think, in the next couple days. But yep. we are, uh, Sean and I are, are going to try to pitch to to the community, the vet community, and the hopefully deadliest catch fan community, we're going to dedicate an anvil to my little brother who was Ferris's Ian, best friend, Ian Tony, and uh, Ian Tony, obviously, obviously my brother, eight, Sergeant eight, Ian Tony. It was Sergeant eight to uh, sixteen. Tense, yeah. I'm sorry. On my mom's birthday. Funniest story ever. My mom, after my brother died on his, her birthday, she's like, she he would die on my birthday. That little shit. Very, very Thetatoni, but uh, we're, we're trying to uh, dedicate a hammer or an anvil to anvil. Uh, to uh, Ian and um, raise awareness of the program. So, so it's PTSD, guys. Um, John. so what it is is you know Mark, Mark and I have this connection through the fishing industry, and Mark explained to me that hey. Man, what you guys experience out at sea is nothing different than what my brother and the community around the veterans of the United States of America feel in PTSD is no different. That you guys feel this suffering, you feel this pain, you feel this aloneness that you sometimes may not be able to relate. And Reforged is this program where a veteran can come in and make a piece of steel that represents him that represents what he would like or her and that they can forge into something they are proud of and learn through the process that much like a piece of steel we go through a hard time we are tempered we are tested and then we are shaped and then heat treated into a much stronger more effective version of ourselves what we're asking for right now on this podcast is that you support us in supporting these veterans in the reforged program that's reforged.org that supports veterans who are suffering with ptsd and need some support and need the community of a group of people who are willing to come in and teach them blacksmithing to create a blade that is respective and that they, as a veteran, are proud of that represents them. And what we would like through our ask is that you help us raise enough money to fund another anvil. Because right now, 
This is a two it's anvil a forge. It's a, it's a pretty small. Group. And we need another. We're stuck one. at two anvils, and we're hoping for another one. And Ian Tawny, Sergeant Ian Tawny, who I feel like I missed out on the opportunity to meet. Fuck! That, I wish you, you guys would get along. So you guys would give me a lot of shit for sure together. You two that fuckers I, would gang up on me for sure. That I, as a fisherman, you know, as as myself, the captain of a vessel in the Bering Sea, feel like I would have loved the opportunity to meet this yeah. person that I can connect to through my service on the Bering Sea. I would have for him. You would have loved it, man. <laughs> and my connection to the service and to the military would love that you guys support that we can raise the funds to purchase another anvil in the honor of Sergeant Ian Tawney on behalf of Jake Tawney, who is here, my producer, my friend, my best buddy, who goes through that shit with me, who recommended one of my best deckhands, Brandon Ferris, who is also a veteran of the service, who has seen some shit, a two-time Purple Heart recipient. They don't give those out. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's McDonald's. Like, I'll take a Purple Heart. You don't that, get fries with that, for sure. <laughs> that we can respect, as fishermen, we can respect our brothers in the military who have gone through some shit and who have seen and felt that connection that we think might be exclusive of us. There's more of them than there are us, and we need to support these guys. I think uh, I think everybody wants to serve or tries to serve or you know has the heart to serve. Um, I think we've taken this pretty deep here tonight. So... Yeah, sorry, gang. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We got into it, but it's important but, but, shit. So. But again, it's all the Bering Sea and beyond. Yeah, it is. Sometimes really. the beyond is uh, more about our heart. Well, the beyond brought us together. We we we, we are, have we are four we of have us here seen together. This crossover. It's, a, it's we, about the feeling that we, we all feel out there. We yeah. actually just all we're all what reforged now. We're all in San Antonio, Texas right now. These guys have been hammering steel, forming it out, and feeling the bond, much like uh, your first time on a boat. You don't know what you're getting into. They showed up. They put on their gloves. Got hot. Yeah. Worked a bit. Got some blisters. God, I thought I was tough. Sean. Sean said, (laughs) I got blisters on my blisters. (laughs) I thought I was tough. You know, I I made it all the way to the wheelhouse. I was like, yeah, I can still throw the hook. Super tough guy. Fuck me. I had a hammer for a day and a half. My <laughs> blisters have blisters right now. Yeah. It's <clears> tough, <throat> man. And you know what? The forge is such a great metaphor to what not only us as fishermen, but the majority of veterans feel in the sense that going into a forge imperfect as an object that doesn't represent, doesn't define, fully yeah. define the, right. the finished product, but that hot fire, that hammering, that filing, that grinding, all of those stresses really invoke on a person, brings out in he who is there to witness it, or she, God, it's amazing. Like, I mean... It's a fucking beautiful thing to see, for It sure. is beautiful. I mean, I'll be honest. As a fisherman, I was like, yeah, 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 we do some tough shit. Whatever. No one ever knows what I'm talking about until I meet some veterans and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one ever knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. these motherfuckers are well, for real. As a veteran coming into this program, this is the, the best thing that's ever happened to me, like mentally wise, 
since I've been out of the military, going reforced. to the VA. Yeah, reforced. Like, I've tried to talk to psychiatrists. I've tried to fucking get help before. And when you told me when you're close to leaving the boat, you know, getting out of Dutch and just going back when you brought it up, at first, I probably would have said no unless it was you because I, you know, I respect you and I felt tight. I was like, you know what? I would, but I didn't know if it would come. And when you said it was going to happen, I was like, at first I was like, fuck this, I'm home. I was like, I can make an excuse. And then I was like, you know what, fuck this. Don't do it, dude. I was like, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, try to do it. I just went on a fucking boat. And I came out, and then when I came here, like, the first day, like, you know, I was into it. And, like, I just, I'm glad it was more than one day. Because yeah. after one day, I, you know, had the idea where I could try to make a change or, like, look for help after talking to, like, Chad and everything. And then the second day is, like, I got reinforced on it, like, fucking name <laughs> like right. reforged you so, ain't leaving yeah, like, you got double down on like, son. You got and it's down just on. in a way to where it's not like overbearing it's not like forcing me into like wanting to have to do it like I wanted to do it myself like I actually started talking you still got one more up, day left you know? so imagine what we're gonna be tomorrow yeah, it's just yeah, good yeah. like so you guys said oh, I haven't been through a lot of shit like so to all the veterans out there listening like that are in the same boat as me where I've kept I've bottled all my shit up for so long like don't do that anymore like this is a good thing look it up like check it out like go and, get out and there not, and look it out and not just this one no yeah. not, anything not just reforged no that's but what I'm saying any look, no, that's why I said that's what I mean like look out like just fucking reach out like be able to do, say yes like okay like give something a chance like what I just did with reforged like anything that's around you whatever or try to come here whatever you got to just be open to it. Like, yeah. I was a closed book, and I was, that's it. But. What I see as as a fisherman, you know, we're, we're dependent. We're, we're, we're self-sufficient, you know. We don't like to ask for help. But, right. dude, there ain't no shame in being like, eh, I'm what, fucked, bud. <laughs> I need some fucking help right what now. What would you guys do in this terrible situation? Right. And that... I mean, to me, the reforge program where you can come in, you can forge a piece of steel in three days to really represent yourself, and you can learn these thoughts that I'm having, these like these feelings that I'm having. Learning that it's okay to feel feelings is it? Learning that it's okay to have those feelings and say, "What would I feel?" Right. You know, like that may not be my dream, but what am I feeling? Right. And say, "Oh man, it's okay." You know, it's okay yeah. to say, "Hey." What do we do about this? And yeah. the guy you ask might be like, I don't know, but I do know who does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we go talk to that guy yeah. or her, you know, and say, hey, man. Because I say this because Mark, your your host of this podcast, the Guy's Doors podcast, he's too Normally humble. Normally I do. Not, he, not really is, he is too Sorry, humble. He's been talking the entire time. He's too humble to say that he brought us all together to talk about the value and the importance of yeah, fishermen and the connection between fishermen and veterans yeah. and really just what it means to feel that that isolation that dependence that independence that brings us all together and what it really means to bear that weight as a fisherman you know i i'm a young guy and i'm no stranger purple heart member. <laughs> well god no i'm no purple heart member but i'm no stranger to say i don't know what i'm doing and when i talk about the mental strength that it takes to fish in the bering sea and beyond I'll tell you who who I identify with the, the most is veterans because these guys really know when I'm like fuck dude I'm leading this team of guys into the unknown their lives at risk 
the pressure's on you if somebody gets hurt. I might kill You're them. You're like a fucking fire team leader, dude. You might kill them. I might kill them. You very, in all reality, might kill it's, somebody. It's man. terrifying for me to say that. Yeah. And then I look at the guys who believe in me to lead them. And when one of them is a veteran and he says, hey, I've seen this before. When he says, we have been here yeah. before, dude, that is the most powerful thing that I could feel. Right. And I do not want the listeners of this podcast to forget that while we as fishermen might feel this independence, this this isolation, this ability to feel above those who are around us, we are no different than those who serve our country and those who really respect the values that have brought us all here together today. You know, pay respect to that and really just feel the 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 consistency with brotherhood and family and it's the same thing it's the same fucking thing feel that weight and say hey man any any American does anybody that bleeds like we do does I I might be a leader you are a leader (laughs) I might be I'm not sure I'm not sure you might be you just may be you guys we can let this go on for like five hours because we're going to keep drinking until it just goes and goes and goes But the bottom line is um, every person is tied together. Everyone listening has lost someone or knew someone they lost or knows someone that fishes. And we got to keep bringing this back to the Bering Sea. It's uh, reforge.org. If you can donate, we're trying to raise 1,200 bucks, guys. Easy. Someone can do it. For an anvil for this program. Reforge.org. And by the way, if we get the anvil, so that's 1200 bucks, do not know their name. Oh, the company gives but a, uh, a They donate the forge yeah, yeah. for, for free. free. That's a big deal. So Yeah, oh, it's a huge deal. And we're really shitty because we don't know the name of the company. We'll, put, an, it, we'll put it in the episode notes at the bottom of the podcast. It's an but, opportunity uh, for you to contribute on a small level with 12 of your friends. Yeah, right. And throw in 100 bucks. And create something that is so much bigger than what we even know. Yeah. And we, we don't know. We don't. I mean, you came in here, Sean, with no PTSD. Well, probably some, because PTSD is relative, I right? I produced him for a while. I mean, he, <laughs> I probably gave him some problems. Well, he, yeah, I've had some bad dreams. He lost, his, he lost, he lost, his, he lost his dad. Like, I've never know. done half the shit that Brandon here has seen. But PTSD comes in all levels. It exactly. does. You it are does. in charge of fucking people, dude. So it does come with... It, like, Somebody gets hurt on your watch. It comes to be able to recognize it. Yeah. Address it. Yeah. And you're coming in. You're on day two now of three of your knife. And you're feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. As far as right. Yeah. Um, I, Mark, thank you so much for having us on. You guys, thanks. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, you good? Yeah. Just yeah. don't forget that reforge.org is where you need focus on if you want to spread some love to the veterans and to those who really can put some effort towards working on PTSD and what we all feel out there who all of us who are leaders and all of us who will feel the stresses of those who are looking on to us to progress and to make progress and really really feel that pressure support the 22 vets a day commit suicide guys 22 veterans a day it's important that these fucking guys know that we love them and we appreciate them and they can talk about their stuff okay And, you know, selfishly, we want to make that plaque for Sergeant Ian M. Tawny, 10, 16, 2010. Also, watch Deadliest Catch, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. www.followme.com. Thank you guys so much. Hey, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to Galley Stories. 
We hope you like what the net brought in. Please leave us a review on iTunes, whether you like it or not. We're not fishing for compliments. Look us up on Facebook and Twitter, too, and reach out to us at galleystories at gmail.com.